Nadine Tunley is the Chief Executive of Horticulture New Zealand. We've got to be careful with Nadine today because she's just back in the country. But I did read a, we did read a press release uh, that uh, Hort New Zealand had put out, Nadine, perhaps in your absence. And it's just really summing up what we already know. The effects or the after effects of Cyclone Gabrielle will linger for years. Yes, Jamie, they will. Um, yeah, I just wrote that on the plane as I was leaving, actually. I had a bit of time to reflect. You're talking about, um, obviously, the silt not only destroyed the plants, suffocated soil structures, as we know, which means many crops may never be able to be grown on this land again. And experts predict that it will take 50 to 100 years to get the soil back to what it was. Surely if it's going to take that long, wouldn't it be best to try and dig it out, even if there's two metres of it? The problem is where we would put it, Jamie. Um, so, you know, yeah, exactly that. The East Valley, as an example, um, it's just that pure volume is substantial when you're trying to put it somewhere else. And it's, some would say, potentially moving a problem um, from one place to another. Have we got other areas in, for instance, Hawke's Bay? If the Esk Valley is now out of play, to, to use a crude term, I mean, are there other areas we can move some of the horticulture to or has all the good land been spoken for? Um, there are some thoughts about where we could move, move potential businesses to, but again, yeah, it's not always that easy. Again, how does that happen? What is, has to be enacted by the government to allow that to happen? Um, there's a lot. And there's, you know, again, it's 1936 since this last happened. It's been a long time since that's happened before. There are some science things that we've learnt along the way that could potentially help um, reinvigorate or bring that land back into use quicker. Um, but again, it's just having some idea of what next steps could like in the mind of the government is what we are really desperately hanging out for. We're sort of in the middle of the kiwi fruit, kiwi fruit harvest at the moment um, and I know some people in uh, the Bay of Plenty who got hit by a hailstorm this week. It never rains but it pours. <laughs> yeah, we had a, the cyclone, you know, that affected, uh, oh sorry, the tornado that affected Nelson as well. Uh, and the hail event, yes, it is definitely a year where weather is uh, giving us everything it possibly can. Have you got enough people on the ground to pick and pack these crops? Uh, we've in large part, mostly, we've had pretty good feedback that everybody is largely okay. Our challenge for a little while was around um, the ability to move some of that labour around because, again, uh, with the RSU scheme, it's not like moving necessarily New Zealanders. But, um, yeah, we just could have done with a bit more help in some areas around the vegetable space because we're trying to get as many vegetables to market as possible. So Horofenoa was quite short. Uh, and sometimes that's a little bit harder to achieve when we're moving labour. You also write to add insult to injury. The minimum wage increased on <laughs> April 1. Another 10% increase is scheduled on top of that for the RSC scheme, effective October 1. So, you know, growers are getting it from all sides. Is there a is there a silver lining to this cloud? I mean, that we know there's going to be less apples coming out of Hawke's Bay. We know there's going to be less kiwi fruit coming out of the Bay of Plenty. Because of the reduced uh, supply, um, will that increase the demand and maybe the price? Um, in some products, Jamie, it will. Uh, we'll potentially do that. And if you looked at that from a domestic food supply situation, you know, we already know there's massive inflationary pressures on families and homes. 
So um, it's not necessarily the ideal outcome. Um, as far as our export crops go, it's a little bit harder because we are price taken. So it will depend if you've got a good crop in South Africa or Chile, Argentina or Brazil. Um, they could well keep the price in those markets down. So it doesn't always translate because we're having bad weather here, but they are in other parts of the world where we compete. Hey, well, I'll finish with a good news story. I don't know about you, Rowena, or you, Nadine, I'm sure you have. I tried kiwi fruit red for the first oh, time this week. It's my favourite. Yeah, well, I like it. I like my kiwi fruit red green, but it's very... <laughs> that, does that, doesn't, that's a bit no. Irish, isn't it? But yes. I don't like it too ripe. What about you, Nadine? Um, no, I, I actually like all of the kiwi fruit flavours, to be fair. Um, I still probably lean a little bit more towards gold, but, um, yeah. Yeah, well, I used to be a green man through and through, and then... And then that's because you're sour, Mackay. I'm sour. I like Granny Smith apples and, or sour apples, but then as long as the, the, my kiwi fruit gold is green, I'm happy there as well. <laughs> I'm getting totally tongue-tied <laughs> yes. and confused here. Nadine Tunley, thanks for some of your time. I know you've just got your feet back under the desk. No worries. Thanks, Jamie. Good luck. There we go. The Chief Executive of Horticulture New Zealand.